Now I'm looking at this, and now it does say that there's a new wrestler who's going to be in the Casino Battle Royal. Their name is TBD, and I don't know. That's <laughs> that's going to be a rough one. I don't know, man. I've put my money on TBD before, and it worked out for me. Although, I did just make me think of the worst possible ending, which is Cody under a mask <laughs> wins it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Pull the, old, uh, pull the old Dean Malenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was going back to him on up, up, down, down. I'm TBD! 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 It was his excitement when he came up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later, you know, there's no reference of the word Ewok. That Ewok, this Ewok, Ewok. dead Ewok. Welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not so professional wrestling. I'm the man who got an hour of his fucking time wasted by NXT, Scotty Moore! (laughs) I am your prediction stealer, Blake Tanner. I'm the man who could have gone to All Out but didn't want to be quarantined. The Dylan. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, they, they pulled up like, hey, we're offering tickets, and I clicked in and all the $50 ones were gone, and I said, you know what? No, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to drive down to Jacksonville for this. God, that's a, that's a drive for us. And you'd have to go through Atlanta, and then you'd probably just stop in Atlanta and never leave. Yeah. Uh, well, on to wrestling. Wrestling happened, and it was just a lot of... It wasn't bad or good, just a lot of decisions happened this week, apparently. Because, firstly, we'll start with a good decision. Apparently, they're... USA specifically is pushing very hard to move NXT to another night, which in my case is, fuck, yes, thank you, good, because I want to watch both shows. You are actively hurting people by competing. Yes, I believe it was, uh, I believe Alvarez said something um, where at at this point, it just doesn't work. Like, uh, forcing this competition among wrestling fans isn't what's good for anybody. Yeah, and I think, um, if I remember correctly, the USA officials from the beginning were like, okay, wait a minute, what the fuck are you planning to do? Oh, we're gonna do it on the exact same night as AEW wrestling. So you're actively running against a show that will be taking your numbers from you? Yeah, that's a pretty good idea, right? We'll run them out of... Well, no, they they thought they'd win. Yeah, they were like, we'll run them out of business in no time. And then AEW signed a three-year contract. And at that point, I like to think Triple H was like looking in his doorway and it was just a USA exec staring at him like, you sure you don't want to go to Tuesdays, bud? (laughs) You sure you don't want to do that? No, it was was somebody wanted to like relive the Monday Night Wars because they thought that they could win it like handily. And then it didn't With happen. NXT? Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, the Monday Night Wars, they were both kind of offering different products, I would say. So, like, some people would go to NXT, or some people would go to WCW, some would go to WWE, and they would get what they want. The problem is, what I want's on both NXT and AEW. Fuck, run AEW against SmackDown. I don't care. Then I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. I know where my decisions are lying. But every week I do have to look at the cards and be like, fuck, where am I going this week? Where am I going to? Yeah, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't like to make that decision, but I just barely watch wrestling anymore. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, in addition, Retribution is 
slowly becoming nothing because apparently now it's a raw exclusive so probably not showing up at pay-per-views and the fucking cut they sent to hulu of raw didn't have the retribution attack which i don't know i don't know how they fucking ended that match then unless they just cut the whole match which sucks that the street profits got cut off tv but still yeah, that's usually the only way they do it. Like, I have no idea what... So, it makes me wonder what Retribution was supposed to be, because it's obviously not what it was supposed to be now. I think Vince wanted to do some fun Antifa commentary, and then they didn't do enough to get over in time, and Vince just slowly started weaning it back. Or maybe there was a whole, we've got a certain person we want in charge of this, and then those plans, because, like, I heard Roman for a long time was going to be, like, in Retribution was going to be, like, the shield on steroids. And that would have been fun. But also then they were like, yeah, but what if we put him with Heyman? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking good? And then they, then they just caught some lightning in a bottle, in my mind, at least. Oh, shit. Yeah, I just now realized we didn't talk about that last week because SmackDown happened after the show. Yeah, I I watched SmackDown live, and I remember that segment, because I really wanted to see what Roman was going to do. Because I was thinking, like, okay, this is where Retribution comes in, and Roman's revealed as the leader, and then the show ends, and he just goes, I'm gonna take the ding-dang championship, big dog, big, and that's not a prediction, that's a spoiler. And I went, oh, that's cool, that's cool, kind of tying him to Paul Heyman. And then the camera just panned back, was like, no, nah, motherfucker, Paul Heyman's here, he's just with him now. Believe that. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have, I am fully behind this partnership with the exception of the fact that they took the title off of Braun, put it on the Fiend for all of seven days for the Fiend to then also not be pinned. So there was literally no point to it because all you had to do was move Roman Reigns beating the shit out of the two of them up by five minutes in the initial match and everything would have been the same. <laughs> yeah, just lost by DQ, Roman shows in, wrecks everyone. In. I do like how they did the match, though, because a Payback was a very forgettable pay-per-view, probably because they had to make it in a week. Yeah. But but I really liked this vibe of Roman kind of developing the big Roman Reigns ego and thinking, oh, they just blew up the ring. This is my opportunity. I can just go pin them and it should be easy. And then they both kick out and you see that doubt grow in Roman's mind. And it was the most character development he has had in six years <laughs> it was this moment of, wait, can I do this? I, it just already seems like he's so much better, so much more interested in Roman. I'm very happy he's back now, and I will say somebody tried to call, like, that the ring was going to explode on Reddit because they were there, and then everyone was like, no, fuck you, you fucking loser, it's not gonna explode, oh, fuck. He made the valid point of, if there are no LEDs on the outside, then it's going to explode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's, I fucking hate that spot. I really do. I used to, I used to think it's a pretty cool spot, but now, even when I can actively do it in 2K19 for J JWF shit, I'm like, no, I'm good, actually. I don't think we need that. It's a lot. Yeah, there's like, it hasn't, it hasn't really worked since Brock did it to Big Show. Which is the, the first time. Yeah. Like, you could, you've got one of those in your company, maybe. 
Yeah. See, because that's what was weird about Mark. Hen- well, I guess it made sense with the Mark Henry big show, too, because those are two big boys. Like two very. That's like, I was going to say, that's like 700 pounds hitting the mat. I would have been surprised if that wasn't a gimmick. The ring just did give away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then that was. And then this one, I'm just like, you know what? Unless Bray is surprisingly dense as a human being, this just doesn't read to me. The Fiend Mask weighs 500 pounds. Many people don't know that. <laughs> it's, it's a very. Like, he actually moves a lot faster when he takes it off. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's like training weights in DVZ. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. In addition, Keith Lee got to be Keith Lee and pin Randy Orton, which I'm very happy about. And apparently, there. I really thought it was going to be a spirit bomb into an RKO. I was like so convinced of that spot because that spot would have been awesome. And I was like, well, they're clearly nope. Because apparently, against my my preconceived notion, Vince McMahon is high on Keith Lee. It's just if you're a big boy, you can't be shirtless. Yeah, they're uh, and apparently they're going to change the gear even more. So I love the fact that they're like, "Hey, we got this really good thing. It's just in bad packaging. So give us a few, and we'll fix it." Yeah, are they still going to change the song? I don't know because they didn't change it at the fucking pay. I really speaking of change, I hope they change shit for Roman. Like take away the shield shit, take away because he he didn't wrestle in the in the vest, so at least we don't have that anymore. Part of me almost kind of wants Leaky to come back, you know, his fucking like. Well, no, I think he was Roman when he was playing the businessman down in NXT. Yeah, but I want something similar to that. I just want sh- I just want like the, he can have the same pants and boots, just like shirtless Roman Reigns. Yeah. I just, I just need the vest to be gone. Everything else about his look is fantastic. He can keep the hand wraps even. I don't even give a shit. I have no idea why they make him have a shirt on. Because dude is ripped. Yeah. And Blake, me and you personally from JWF know that Roman Reigns without a shirt on looks fine. It actually looks pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. We... Way to make that sound creepy. <laughs> Yeah, like me and Blake are going through the whole roster and going into the edit wrestler option is being like, what's everybody looking like without pants and shirts on? Just let me know. Um, and then final, final bit of payback news. Holy shit, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choke a bitch with another bitch. <laughs> In that one segment. It's I was, the evolution of hitting a motherfucker with another motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember seeing it be like, I'm not even fucking mad I'm wrong. I'm not mad that I am wrong. This is very, very good. And then, and then like, in, my, in my list of ways in my head that I had that match ending, Shayna Baszler tapping out two people at once did not rank in the top ten. I'll admit that. Yeah. Like, and they instantly sold who they were as a tag team afterwards, because Nia just grabbed the titles and was the most obnoxious asshole, while Shayna just got to be honestly the most charismatic i think i've ever seen Shayna baszler be in the in the uh coming episodes which honestly kind of grown on me real quick yeah i still maintain that she should have been the one to take the belt off of becky yeah that probably would have happened but also maybe becky would pulled a, maybe becky pulled a john cena who knows i was like i'm keeping it forever fuck you <laughs> <laughs> if I don't think anybody nowadays has the same kind of John Cena pull that John Cena had, because even John Cena didn't have as much pull as like Austin or The Rock had, and, uh, and even they didn't have as much pull as as Hogan had. 
Yeah. Hogan's Hogan's stroke took the whole company, man. <laughs> yeah. You had to you had to use the whole st- company to stroke Hogan. Yeah. Now uh I'm I'm shocked I didn't make this the heel of the week, but they fucking broke up the Iconics, and I understand they want to push Peyton Royce. And I'm like, yeah, she'd be perfect for a push. Didn't need to break them up. Like, I don't know why WWE is like, the only way you can so push could, a singles so wrestler. Could, so Vince could throw Billy into, like, the garbage can. Yeah. Which sucks, because, yeah, Billy's like, no offense to Peyton. Billy was the best part of the fucking Iconics. She was the best part of it. She was, like, she was the comedy. She was the hilarity. Peyton's a good Correct, wrestler, but she, but... she was she was not the most conventionally attractive, and this is the WWE. Yeah. Yeah, apparently they're trying to... They're, Vince on a call was like, we need to push Peyton and we need to push Bianca. And I'm like, whoa, Vince, it's very progressive that you thought Bianca needed to push. That's very good. Very proud of you for moving up in the world a little I'm bit. I'm breaking Vince up the me. Iconics. Fuck! Damn it. <laughs> However, the Riot Squad is now living Riot. All right, damn it, I'm back on your side again. Motherfucker, this is such a roller coaster. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I do like how after they gave Roman to Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar became a free agent, which he's probably not. Like, I think Jericho came out and was like, he's, guys, look, it's Brock Lesnar. He's probably fucking not a free agent. We're not gonna help him get more money (laughs) in WWE. Fuck. No. That was the the thing. It was like, Vince McMahon has $2 billion in, in the bank. How, what can offer can you possibly make Roman that Vince can't match? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't, yeah. And uh, Brock, I just think Brock has decided to hide in, in a cave, and he said, fuck you and your appearances, Vince. I'm not coming out yet. Yeah, I'm not coming out for less than $5 million, and Vince is just like, how can I get that money to you faster? <laughs> Listen, I tried to mail you the check, but it's been stuck at the post office for six weeks. Trust me. I'd love him. It was just like Brock Lesnar's been a free agent for five years. He just shows up, and we can't tell him no. He just comes and fights people. He held the championship hostage. Yeah, we only we only just realized that he still had a merch page up, and we had to nix that shit. That was the weirdest part for me because I was like, "Hey, hold on, wait a minute. You've still got Ambrose merch. What the fuck did Brock do to you? What did Brock do? Let's let's ponder that for a moment." Let's not. Let's talk about actual wrestling. No, Kofi Kingston's head pops up. What did he do? I wonder. <laughs> I wonder what he did. Uh, before we get into that, wow, apparently if The Rock has a deadly disease, that allows everybody to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I had it too. Because The Rock was like, yeah, me and my family have COVID. And then Kevin Nash was like, oh, also I had COVID. AJ Styles was like, I had, it was like fucking Spartacus. Everybody at once being like, I have COVID. Robert Pattinson, I have COVID. I fucked Batman. That's one of the terrifying things about this uh, fucking virus is like, all these fucking people had it and the disparity between you'll know if you have it, or you might not fucking know if you have it, is terrifying. Because Renee was sick for days. Kevin Nash saying he had it terrified me, because I'm like, Kevin, you're old, you could have died. His wife still doesn't have her smell and taste back. Yeah, and that, that could fuck you up. Meanwhile, the Rocks family got through it, like, um, to the point where they're asymptomatic now, and they're just like, we're good. 
I think he probably waited until they were good to come out with it. Because I don't think The Rock could have just been like, hey, we've all got this. Anyways, Jungle Cruise 2 coming out soon. Yep. And uh, AJ, that's the big surprise for me because I'm like, didn't even hear an inkling of that. Yeah, was he ever even really taken off TV? No! Okay. <laughs> good work, WWE! Good work, y'all! Uh, but the most buckwild re- revelation is Renee, which I love this article misspelled her name so it does look like it's Penne. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently, she she obviously is very open with everything, so she was like, yeah, I just... I she goes I like to be transparent. I like to just be honest. There's no shame in having got it. We don't know what's going on. So when I tweeted that, I wasn't doing it as like I got covid. That wasn't my MMO. Oh, I was just saying like, "Hey guys, I got it." So in case there were people that could have been around me and maybe seen that I had it, I felt a responsibility to make sure they knew I was sick. But yeah, it was not well received. And instead of like officials being like, "Are you okay? Are you good?" They were like, "You, we should, you should have gave you a heads up. It was bad for fucking PR." Hey, fuck you, WWE, eat up my whole ass. Yeah, no thanks. Nuh-uh. no, you should actually show concern for your employees. That would be nice instead of your fucking PR nightmare that you brought upon yourself because you weren't testing people. Yeah, apparently it was uh, it was that in the cancellation of uh, WWE backstage that really made her go. You know what? I don't think there's a spot for me here anymore. Peace. Deuces. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Like right after uh, backstage was canceled, I was fucking heartbroken. Yeah, my husband is a world champion, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't get a TV show. Fuck you. Uh, but now, as Dylan said, on to wrestling that actually matters, AEW. Uh, let's talk about Dynamite first, because holy fuck, MJF looked like a million bucks. Because I was I was real worried at first, because they were like, oh, his last thing going into the pay-per-view is he's fighting a lawyer, who's actually a good wrestler, but they just made him a lawyer. And that, that, video, all- that training video that he posted was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then MJF came out and just wrecked Moxley. Just beat his shit into, like, Moxley's in a pool of blood. There was very creative and good uses of blood on AEW this week. Like, fucking Jericho, uh, bloodying Janela and then putting the blood on his, uh, Orange Cassidy shirt was very good. Then just Moxley- Janela sold that codebreaker like, death. That was- that was that was the best top rope to in ring move since uh, Shawn Michaels super killing kicking Shelton no, Benjamin. No, no, you had it right. Super killing. It was super killing. Super killing. Ah, uh, fair. Uh, but yeah, that happened, and then MJF looking like a million bucks, just destroying Moxley, and at a point where it's like, if I hadn't watched re- wrestling for years and know what happens when a heel comes out on top on the show before the pay per view. I would think, yeah, he's gonna win because he's destroyed John Moxley. Moxley doesn't have the paradigm shift. Whatever. I'm so looking forward to Sly as a Fox, John Moxley finding a way out of this. If he does. I mean, that was the best part of his promo last week was when he was like, you think you're hurting me by taking away the paradigm shift. You're just making me get more creative. <laughs> and I went, oh, fuck. And that, that is one of my favorite things about Moxley because he's such a wily boy. Uh-huh. 
Uh, in addition to that, Thunder Rosa made her debut for uh, AEW, and uh, she instantly became one of my favorites. She's got a fucking fantastic look, great move set. I love Thunder Rosa now. <laughs> uh, in uh, in weird, unrelated news, so like Frankie Kazarian is getting like a singles push on Dark. Yeah. And I still can't figure it out. I think it's just like, it's it's the SCU member of the season. It was Scorpio Sky last time, now it's Kaz. Well, no, no. So, like, he beat Luther, and like, yeah, whatever. But then he beat Kip Sabian. Oh, that's weird. That seemed weird. That one's weird. <laughs> and then he just beat Angelico. I, I could see Angelico. Kip Sabian's the weird one. Right, but, like, of the two people, between Frankie Kazarian and Angelico, if you're like, well, they're both tag team wrestlers, but, like, one of them is almost 50, and one of them isn't. Which one should we potentially give the rub to? Hmm. 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 By the way, Angelico is an unofficial uh, babyface of the week because his antics and, uh, and moves are... That actually was a good match. Uh, like, it was surprisingly, like, simple, but well done. But, uh, yeah, no, no, Angelico is, like, bullshit dancing, fucking amazing. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick by that. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and, uh, and uh, real quick, real quick to go back to the, uh, Moxley MJF, um, I will say, because it's AEW, I'm never really convinced if a heel is on top before the pay-per-view if he's gonna lose. So I'm kind of terrified uh, for that, but, like, if it happens, I will be thoroughly surprised. But I would be I would be interested to see where MJF goes from there. I mean, our thing before the show, like, discussing our predictions for the Casino Battle Royal was like, there's not a babyface win in this shit, so it's gotta be Moxley. Like, that's the only reason we're like, that's, ah, fuck, we're fucked. It's Trent. Trent's winning. Trent. He's the bot. He's the body guy. I did contemplate just being like Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor's got it, baby. Um, they didn't get revenge for Sue. It was such a disappointing. Yeah, I got very upset about that. Uh, in addition, uh, on Dark, the initiative exploded, which kind of that honestly hit me worse than I thought it would because I really liked their vibe. Like, it was taking the librarians away from that gimmick and instead making them kind of, like, a nerdy combo of individuals that you could do some fun shit with, and then they just said, nah, nah. no more Peter. I mean, 12 tag team losses is probably enough. <laughs> yeah. I thought they might actually win against Private Party. I was like, holy shit, this might... No. no. And then just... And then, uh, then, then, uh, Brandon Cutler got a polyhedral die to the forehead. Which is... Fuck it, sweet. I am really happy that fucking Cutler's still the babyface coming out of this. Because, well, I mean, also Peter Avalon just. He could be a babyface, but man, he looks. Not with that mustache. Yeah, he looks like an angry little rat boy. And I'm like, no, we can't do this with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now finally, BTE news. And man, just give BTE to the Dark Order at this point. Because I was scrolling through a recap and it was like, the Dark Order did this, the Dark Order did this. And I'm like, this is just Dark Order featuring the elite now. <laughs> I, I, I like the way that they followed up on Stu Grayson's tweet as Anna J shows up and like Silver tries to. Like, flare with her, and she just looks at Stu and is just like, you got my $20? 
Yep. <laughs> Takes it. I actually hope that becomes a story in BTE. The fact that the Dark Order the Dark Order makes it their own show for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, now they do not have many cast members of the elite left. They've got uh, Kenny, who's probably becoming heel, and the Bucks, who are definitely fucking heels. Yep. But we still have them winning. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. I just, I'm excited, but I'm also scared. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of where I'm at in this storyline is like, Bucks are definitely healed, but this is weird. Wait, what are they going to do? <sighs> like, I'm happy they're subverting expectation enough. Yeah, I just hope it gets interesting. I don't, oh, it I, will. I mean, we do have to. We do have to see Sad Hangman, probably. Oh, we're going to get a lot of Sad Hangman. I honestly, I honestly, and I think Dylan brought this up, I do kind of want Hangman to be his own individual coming out of that. I don't want him with FDR. I don't want him with anybody else. I want him to just grab, because like the whole point of their segment this week was FTR coming out and really healing it up and being like, why don't you tell him why you did that last week, Hangman? Why don't you tell him? Who got in your head? Wasn't us. It was you. You did that, and I just wanted Hangman to grab the mic and just cut an emotional-ass promo about all of it and be like, I'm fucking sick of all of it. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of them. I'm sick of all this bullshit. I just want to go ride my horses and drink my whiskey. Please. I'm really waiting for it to be like, like, why did you screw the bucks over? For him to be like, I didn't want to face my friends again. Yeah, that's what it is. Because, like, that's how this whole thing's been reading to me, is Hangman remembers what happened the last time he faced the bucks he remembered it nearly killing their friendship and him going like i don't want to do that again i don't want to have them yell at me again and then it still ended up fucking him over now i do have a question for the dylan how'd you feel about that last uh last fucking shot of bte (laughs) (laughs) whoo buddy (laughs) I got the shirt on. <laughs> I'm here for it. It's it's coming. We get a heal too because he he was he healing he was healing it up against uh, FDR. He's like, listen, it's three on one. You'll probably beat me down, but I'll, I'll get a few good shots in. There are other segments in the show we're taking up time, so let's just get it over with. Like it was cocky. It's cocky, Kenny. It was. It was while holding a bottle of chocolate milk, which is the only Kenny Omega could cut a heel promo while holding a nice, refreshing bottle of chalk. <laughs> Give me the chalk. Uh, I can't. I just hope he gets a gear change. That's all. I just want. Uh, I want like the baggy black black pants. I just want that whole. I uh, I just want 2017 all over you want again. That dirty blonde uh... back. No, no, no! I want the, I want the silver. I want the silver and black bag. That was the good times. Well, that would be good. Uh, hey, Blake, you ready to just take a break for a few? Because it's time to take a trip to Dylan's New Japan corner, and I'm excited. I'm excited this week. Fucking Naito got it back, baby. <laughs> I want to hear about it. I'm so ready. Here we go. <laughs> As he leans way the fuck back. Yes. Uh, I think a summer struggle in Shingu happened. Uh, New Japan's first uh, oh show at a baseball stadium since '89. God damn! So long ago that Tetsuya Naito actually went to that show. 
sat in the bleachers for it and then main evented the next one. So that was really cool. Um, which is how I knew he was winning. Uh, so, but let's start at the beginning. Uh, there was the Master Wado match that no one cares about, but that man is an internet darling because his gimmick is so bad it went back around to being good. Like, what, uh, so what keep an the, eye on what, him. What's his gimmick? Like, what is, what is it? He is a, he's the Grand Master. He's a martial arts Grand Master. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. just, uh, got those Master Roshi vibes. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's his dumb, it's his, it's as dumb as it sounds, um, but it but it's still great because he's a good wrestler. It's fucking it's insane. Uh, next up was the four way match uh, between El Desperado, uh, Sonata, Okada, and Yanotoru for the King of Pro Wrestling title, the gimmick match title. This is what I was interested in hearing about how it happened. The tournament that was started by Okada himself, that was won by Yanotoru after he dick-punched Okada and pinned him. What's bad is it? Straight, <laughs> straight up, straight up. Like, there was no way that was, that was work. That was a shoot dick hit. Just straight into a cover. Like, there's no other wrestler in existence. Like, every other wrestler, I'd be like, oh, that's a big heel turn. But for him, I'm like, nah. That's just, that's his offense. He was, afterwards, he was just like, sorry, so sorry, <laughs> so sorry to Okada. Like, trying to be like, don't fucking murder me. And Okada was too busy, too busy nursing his hurt groin, walking to the back. But uh, it does make sense, because you're going to have a champion of gimmick matches. It has to be Yano Toru. <laughs> yeah. So that makes I, me happy. I look forward to that reign. Uh, there's another one that we'll get into later. Um... So I don't know if you know about the Dangerous Techers, but you should know about the Dangerous Techers, which is the name Zack Sabre Jr. came up with for Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, and Taichi. <laughs> which is the greatest pairing of just heelish motherfuckers I've I've ever seen, because you have Taichi's, like, fake singing, rip, tear away pants into tiny trunks, like, beating people up bullshit. And then you have Zack Sabre Jr. just, like, stretching people. And then they have, and then they have their finishing move, which is uh, called the Zach Mephisto, because it's a combination of their two finishers. That that's a team I could get behind right now. It's it's really it's really nice. I gotta admit, I wasn't I wasn't for it, but then I, I saw them in action. I was like, no, that works. But uh, the real story of this match was um, uh, Tanahashi felt like he had lost it after they got wrecked the first time and lost the titles. He was like, no, I found it. Like, Abushi, he was like, like, Abushi, leave me behind. Abushi was like, fuck no, you're fucking Tanahashi. We're doing this shit. And uh, the whole match, they were going for it, but Tana misses a high fly flow, gets taken out. They lose again. Uh, we did briefly get murder Abushi, which is good times. But afterwards, everybody was just like, shit, this is where Abushi turns on him. Maybe join Suzuki Goon, because Zack and Taichi offered, because they were like, we respect you. We don't fucking respect that guy. And it was just like, oh, no, and nope, nope. Ibushi, too, too nice a guy. Didn't do it. Was showed genuine concern. I was just like, oh man, it's, dude's dude's too true of a baby face. This is this is some this is some shit, man. Like never turn a heel. John Cena, man, never turn and heel. He might get booed, but he's never turning heel on you. Um, and then the main event, which was the double title match, which it was okay. The whole show just seemed kind of okay. I couldn't get a real feel for like. How I would rate it because it was one, it was outdoors, and two, it was such a limited crowd that you couldn't get like the hype that you normally get because like the crowd in a Japanese match is like what makes it. Um, so the whole time I was like, I guess that was a match. <laughs> um, 
But no, it was it was good. There was of course a shitload of interference, but for once, for the first time ever, El Losingo Ronaldless uh Deja Pon actually went out and fucking ran counter interference. Fucking Bushi came out and took out Dick Togo, and then fucking uh Gato came out and started beating, and then fucking Sonata finally jumped the the gate and they fucking took the two of them out and then uh fucking uh Naito won and it had this great celebration there were fucking fireworks in the background in like the stadium like there's great photos of it and he got to have the moment he was denied when he got the championship the first time he was able to like you know celebrate with the crowd celebrate where he had been before in a baseball stadium because he's a huge baseball fan uh so like it all it all came together. It was all very nice. I love how big baseball is still in Japan. To- oh yeah, dude. It- Arguably in a in a bigger way than than here because they're way more in like the pride in your cities is way more. Oh yeah, the no doubt. Like it, I would say, definitely in a bigger way than even uh, the U.S. is, which. Very proud of. I'm glad they could take something of ours and perfect it. Uh, uh, well, I mean, they've done it twice, pro wrestling and baseball. They took America's sport and said, no, it is ours now. We'll make it better. They welcomed it into their arms, much like we welcome in all of our patrons at patreon.com slash load of BS, the website where you can support us, get access to exclusive content like Wrestling History X, old reactions to bad episodes of JWF Monday Night War, and my exclusive fantasy booking series I do every once in a while where I get real mad at WWE and show them how to do it better. Don't do that last one. Don't don't subscribe for that. Hold on, honestly. Don't. Let's just hope that they keep this trend up so we don't have to do wrestling histories as much. <laughs> yeah, and you can get it all at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Dylan, who are we tweeting? Tweet time. Oh, yeah, I forgot we do that. Tweet time, time to take a break, time, tweet time, time. Time, time, time to take a break, time, time, time. Uh, hold on a second. Yo, at... I'm now just seeing who we can add. I've got Janella, PCO, Mance Warner, Serpentico. Oh, yeah, you should, you should, you should, uh, it's, it's late, but you should tweet at, uh, at, at Joe Janella and be like, way to sell that code break, breaker like it was your, like, uh. Like you oh, broke your neck. Yeah. Man, part of me, like, feels gross using sell. Cause, like, there is the part of me that's always like, we know these terms, but also. Feels douchey. <laughs> Way to sell that code breaker like you got shot in the face. <laughs> please recover soon. Um please win the please win the battle royal for me. Yeah, that's the thing is like we we before the show were coming up with all of our predictions, and then earlier you said Kip Sabian, and I realized like Oh, fuck, we've got a lot of, like, just people who aren't in... Like, usually this is the big wrestler dump, where uh, all the wrestlers who aren't involved in other shit get dumped in. No, there are plenty who could still be included. By the the way, you would love uh, Kip Sabian's new sub-gimmick, which is bring back male crop tops. Yes. Uh, No, I was a very big fan of that. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, But for now, let's get into our heels and faces. And you know what? I don't think I've ever seen a more diabolical heel than what Blake Tanner's brought to the table. So, Blake, would you like to bring your heel? I'm so fucking ready for this. My heel of the week 
is this great platform that was once something so beautiful and pure and now has just become utter evil Netflix. Netflix could eat a dick because last week they canceled a man's dreams. They canceled the big show, which I might not have watched a single episode of. <laughs> Look, he still gets his Christmas special. That's fine. Where I pray that he plays Santa Claus. No, <laughs> Foley. Holy fuck. Foley has to be Santa. Um, although and I will say I, you know, there's got to be something wrong. When Netflix canceled a, a show where WWE ate almost all of the production costs for, yeah. So I've got I've got to watch this fucking show now just to see what he did. Oh, that could be our that could be our next thing instead of uh, instead of watching a terrible. Movie, we'll just we'll just watch the first episode of the Big Show show. Like part of me wants us to do like separate tiny shows within the Fight Boys feed and the Big Show 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 where Blake Tanner and I watch every episode of the Big Show show and review it. No, no, no <laughs> Dylan definitely. Dylan definitely <laughs> gets a rating from small to big. Dylan definitely needs to be part of at least the first episode, and then you can see how terrible it is and decide if you want to join again or not. Yeah, sure, sounds like a plan. Oh fuck! So is that that's your whole that's, whole that's see that is also what I like to call last minute healing. Yeah, uh, Dylan, would you like to jump in? Because I feel I feel like I've got the most rant worthy heal. I don't know, man, because there were two pay-per-views in the span of seven days, and yet neither the Intercontinental Championship or the SmackDown Tag Team Championships were deemed worthy enough to be on either of two pay-per-views. And that's what we originally thought, too, because it's like, oh, they didn't have them on this one. They got a pay-per-view next week. Nope. Second Universal title match in a week. That's what the fuck we need. We can't bring that up. Motherfuckers. I, oh my God. Every time I feel like I can't dislike this company more, it gives me something else. See, I loved, uh, Xavier Woods was watching the show and I can't remember what match he was talking about, but he goes, man, there's been some great tag team action tonight. I can't wait to see the SmackDown tag team titles defended later today. And then in the replies, everyone's like, should I tell him? I'm gonna tell him. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him. <laughs> I think we need to tell him, guys. Gun. Yeah. It's it is the fucking worst. Like I'm not even gonna uh, lie. The only good thing is that Sami Zayn, the true Intercontinental Champion, has returned and will dispatch of the Pretender, Jeff Hardy. Yes, in, so in a exa- big way too. The assassination of the Pretender to the Intercontinental Throne, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> yeah. The uh, my favorite thing is he was on. Was it Talking Smack? I guess or the pre- yeah, and he was like, "Listen, not Renee." <laughs> and I, I'm just uh, like, and everybody was like, "That is so unfortunate because that is totally what she's going to be known as from now on." <laughs> and I loved the segment where Sammy went backstage with Cesaro and Nakamura, and they were like, "Um, bud." We're kind of having a conversation right now. He's like, no, I planned this. I left so you guys can get better. And they're like, hey, uh, leave. Leave, please. And my favorite was Cesaro straight up quoted their Uno games in that episode. Because basically, anytime you do a draw four, you can challenge to say if they have a card they could have played instead. 
And every time they're forced to challenge and they say, you you just got a lot of respect from me as they're forced to draw six cards. And as Nakamura was leaving the room, Cesaro was like, I don't know why you did this. Why did you go? You know what? Fine. Got a lot of respect for you. A lot of respect. A lot of respect. And I'm like, this motherfucker's not hiding it anymore. He's not hiding it. You know what? That's, he doesn't need to. He's been there too long. Yeah. And that's that's for the people that watch Uno and just them. And they love it. Yeah. Oh, no, I was a lady. It was my highlight of SmackDown. I'm not even going to lie. Um, so my heel is the fact, and I already said it once, but NXT wasted an hour of my fucking time, which I would have been fine with if it was a good match. But, like, the best... But, 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 but Johnny Gargano, like, stopped living for at least <laughs> half of that match on various moves. The hanging DDT alone, where he hung there while Ciampa pinned, <laughs> pinned, uh, pinned Cole, and just continued to be there until the count was over. The way I figure, I described this match because, like, I watched the whole thing in its entirety, and I'm like, I know all four of these men have put on classics and could put on classics against one another. It's almost like, and I, I think we had talked about this before, is like. Whiskey, cheese, chocolate, and, like, milk. They're great separate, <laughs> but when you put them together, like, it, something's off about it, and it's real bad. I mean, you can put, like, some of those together, and it works, just not all of yeah, them. exactly. That's what this match was. I was like, this should work, because all of the elements are there for this to be great. And it just wasn't. And I remember earlier that day reading the quote-unquote spoiler saying, oh, by the way, it's going to end in a tie that will be decided next week. And I went, that's ridiculous. This is a historic first time ever Fatal 4-Way. The first ever Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match. First time this has ever been done. Surely they would not do that. And then they did it (laughs) with... Man who's definitely gonna be the champion, and man who just lost the title. So, like, it's not even a question now of who's going to win. And it happened so fast. You could have easily had Balor get the pin, get the last shot, and Cole try for the pin at the very last minute and fail. That would have been a great last minute, like, dig. But nope, we're getting what they're calling a sudden death match next week. Which, if I'm checking the rules, is a normal fucking match. Oh yeah, no, no, no. They both start the match with 300 damage, and the normally the first one that gets a big hit wins. Yeah, the- exactly. <laughs> it's an all finishers match. Yeah, <laughs> they fucking built Which, it. Which oddly enough, 20. was a match stipulation in the King of Pro Wrestling tournament. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's very good. I would love to see the Bucks in a finisher only match and just see them wildly super kicking around the ring and that's it. You mean a Young Bucks match? Oh, yes. <laughs> super kick party. Super kick. They're using it as their only mode of locomotion. They're super kicking to move forward. <laughs> Pulling a Chun Li. Yeah. Oh, also, secondary heel of the week goes to Blake Tanner for stealing both of my predictions for the uh, battle royal at the same time. Like you wrote one, and I went, "Oh, that sucks." I'll figure something else out though. 
and then you wrote the second one, and I went, you fucking bastard! I was, I'm hoping that you pull some of, like, the audio from that, because we were all recording at that point. Yeah, yeah, hold on. I'm just gonna insert that right here. Okay, but I get first pick on both, right? Yeah, yeah, on both, you piece of shit. Okay, so... Ah, fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! You took my pick, you piece of shit! You took my pick for the main battle royal! I knew it was gonna be Kingston! Son of a bitch, cause that's like such a good rivalry! <laughs> Alright, but here I'm gonna enter my, uh, surprise. Because I hope. Fuck! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you absolute piece of shit! Ah! So now, after that fucking ordeal, on to our baby faces of the week. I'm trying to figure out a good way to organ. You know what? I'll go first because mine I've already kind of talked about, but it's Hangman Adam Page, who I'm saying this because I know they're trying to say he's the heel. No, he's probably the most sympathetic babyface to ever babyface. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would not understand if anybody at AEW would just try to say, oh yeah, he's going to be the heel in this one. No, he's not. No, he's not. Especially because the Bucks are being so good. Like, I finally watched the segment where the Bucks kicked him out, and it wasn't as heelish as it read. But it was still pretty heelish. It was still pretty bad. And then, like, the moment this week with uh, FTR and Kenny, where Kenny's clearly healing it up, FTR clearly healing it up, and you just see Hangman stuck in the middle with you, being like, well, fuck, I don't know what to do. God, the look, like, his face as he picked up his championships, like, the titles that were just on the ground, he held it out to Kenny, and Kenny wasn't there, and he looked back just hurt. Yeah. How is that man a heel? I don't know what he's doing to his eyes, but it does look like Hangman comes out every week and he's just finished openly sobbing. I don't know how he does it, because they both have, like, bright red rings under his eyes. And I'm like, some he he been crying all day. <laughs> this yeah, hurts just... him. This whole thing's hurting my small pup puppy of a human. <laughs> He's a human golden retriever, is what it is at this point. Yeah, I, I felt so fucking bad for him, dude. Yeah, it's only gonna get worse. Cause like, uh, obviously, which next is, is obviously like, the point. Yeah, well, I mean, next is gonna be him versus Kenny, and he's not beating. Uh, the cleaner Kenny Omega and what would be his debut he, match. He's going to die. I hope you all enjoyed watching Hangman Page. He is... He's, he's gonna meet his horse up in the sky. Yeah. I just... I love him so much. Also, he's releasing a new kid's book, and it makes me really happy. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, where I sent to you the video of Hangman Adam Page reading from his children's book. It is... It's the... It's the most wholesome 10 minutes of YouTube I've ever watched in my entire life because he used to be a teacher and you can see teaching Adam Page come out as he's just like, well, here's this. He's on high school. And like- <laughs> yeah, but even still, he's just sitting there like, well, hey, I just wanted to teach you guys about the themes of this book. And you know what? As you read this with your kids, why don't you guys talk about some problems you've been having? And I'm like, Kill Page, I love you. Like I said, it's the only 
meeting Hangman Page was the only time where he was like, well, thank you so much. God bless you. And, like, I'm not religious, but, like, it felt so sweet and genuine. I said it back to him, and I was just, I left being like, that was the nicest interaction I think I've ever had with another human being. I honestly yeah, can't. That's what sucks is when I, when I met him, they were doing, like, the Hangman has a big hog goof. Yeah, same. He, his, his, my favorite part of that was like, hold on, let me move so you can get the whole thing in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just I, I want to drink with Hang. I don't even drink anymore. But I would openly be like, you know what, Hangman, I will destroy a bottle of whiskey with you. I just want to drink with Hangman Adam Page. You would have me come along and drink for you, like you've done in the past. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh fuck. My, uh... Uh, I, I think Blake needs to go next because I'm most excited for Dylan's baby face to close things out. And mine is uh, more of a somber one. The one that I'm sad to see go because um, uh, my baby face this week is uh, a man who needs no introduction and introduces all of the pop culture stuff into my vocabulary. That's Mara Ranallo, who... Um, it's not been a great month for WWE that they're losing a few personalities because uh, WWE and Morrow have uh, decided to part ways. Um, so he's not going to be working for WWE anymore because he uh, wanted to, I believe, uh, let's see. Uh, fuck. Work Hold for on. a better tell company? Vince Mc- yeah. Tell Vince McMahon to fuck off? <laughs> yeah. No, he, uh, he wanted to uh, basically uh, just... W- work with a lot of charities that he's been working with, do his other, like, announcing, commentating jobs, and uh, help his mother, who is in uh, failing health. So, he just decided to take all of those things and tell WWE, bye. And my, I told you my my fantasy thing for this is either one, Impact finally replaces Josh Matthews, or two... I get Maru Nalo and Kevin Kelly calling New Japan matches, in which case I will miss none of them. I will call out from work. I will call out every single thing to hear that commentary, because that will be the best thing since Don Callis. Now, I, I, I will say, okay, yeah, Blake, you finish up, because I've got a great cap for yours. Yeah. Now, um, at, at the end of the day, they parted ways pretty amicably, and uh, Maru's still speaking well of WWE, so I don't think there was anything that drove him away this time, you know, unlike JBL. Um, so I think that he's just really focusing on a different area in his life now. And I'm so sorry to see him go because he made 2016 SmackDown something worth watching. Yeah. Uh, well, to, to put a nice cap on this segment, uh, Twitter user Ross W. Berman IV tweeted out basically, in honor of Morrow leaving WWE, give me famous moments in wrestling history, and I will tell you how Morrow would have called it. Uh, first one is the Nexus debut. It's the black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> the Montreal Screwjob. A coup in Canada. Bret Hart is furious. He's trashed in the ringside area. Après Bret Lelouch. He just, he just drew three of the most controversial letters in sports entertainment in the air. I, that is fucking good. Uh, evil turning on Naito. Tonight, the stardust genius has been turned into a stardust fool. Uh, the Stardust Crusade is over. Speaking of New Japan, <laughs> transitions. Also, one I missed before. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Hiromu Takahashi uh, lost the junior 
junior heavyweight belt. Uh, but it was a real damn good match. <laughs> I d- I've got my last one, and it's the beginning of the Austin era, <laughs> and it's Stone Cold Steve Austin's getting jiggy with the WWF Championship. Welcome to the Austin era, Bienvenidos uh, Austin era. Okay. <laughs> Bienvenidos uh, Austin. <laughs> oh. So Dylan, who's your baby face? I loathe you. <laughs> Thank you for saying it. <laughs> my uh, my baby face is uh, everybody. Run scared, murder grandpa is champion in New Japan again, or one of the champions. Uh, Minoru Suzuki beat the living shit out of Shingo Takage over the course of I think it was fifteen minutes. I honestly lost track. Um... But yeah, that man's that man is in his fifty, working stiff as shit, and it's so great to see. Though every time he has an entrance, I'm just reminded that I missed two chances to see that due to COVID, and it makes me sad inside. Oh, but then yeah. he won, and I felt happy again. So like you know, it's just who was he fighting? Russell? Wasn't he fighting fucking Cassidy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. oh man, oh. we missed so much. Yeah, that was honestly. He had a blood sport thing, and I was like, I don't, I just, I just want to do that to see that. And then the other one, it was just like, would you like to see him fight Orange Cassidy more than anything in the world? Yeah, that was the dessert. That was the dessert on top of everything. I do love uh, they. Uh, that was gonna be like the second day too. We had like two more days of it. I'm just like, nothing will top that. I don't. They could have a shit match. The concept alone is enough for me to stop watching wrestling altogether. <laughs> I just, I do love that the collective finally reannounced that they're gonna run shows again, and they were like, yeah, they're gonna do you it. I mean, GCW. Well, the collective is the name of like all of those shows, and. Uh, they they announced it and they're like, it's gonna be running in Indiana. And I came to the chat and I said, Dylan, aren't you from Indiana? And you went, Yeah, yeah. I don't know what my point was. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? Like, oh, there's a place we could stay. I don't think so. I don't think no. so. My whole family is now in Florida for a reason. <laughs> we got out of that place, <laughs> and I congratulate anyone else who does the same. You are you're uh, a stronger man than us. Yeah. So murder, Grandpa. Uh, but yeah, no. Minoru Suzuki's champion. I'm glad he still is. I know he'll never get his uh, his moment in the sun of winning the IWGP Championship and being the third man to have held the heavyweight championship in all three promotions. Uh, but he's had a, he's had a pretty good run in in New Japan. They haven't done him they haven't done him too dirty. He's always been a threat. Even when he's losing, it's just like, oh, you're facing Minoru Suzuki. You will hopefully survive. You may even win, but hopefully you will survive. (laughs) Even if you win, you may not survive. (laughs) Yeah, even if you win, you're probably, it's every G1, it's just like, who's your next draw? Oh, you have Suzuki early in the tournament. (sighs) Rough, rough day, man. I'm so sorry. Oh, fuck. Well, finally, on to our end discussion. And we gotta make... Ah, uh, fuck, three weeks in a row <laughs> we've had to do predictions. Oh, now God. It's time Just think of how glorious next week will be when we get to talk about anything else at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's all, it's all out, and boy, I don't think we've ever had a pay-per-view we agree on 
this much. Cause I like, like, but we, we talked about this before is that like the problem with this last thing with the pandemic booking is you could see where it was all going because of the way the format was. But like I said, after this, like, cause we've been calling these matches and these things from like the last show, I think from like double or nothing. We're like this one, this one, we didn't call Thunder Rosa. There was no way to do that one. But like, but like we're all just like, yeah, she'll probably win at the next one. And we're all just looking at like, and I was like, I said, I was like, after this one, who the fuck knows, man? I haven't the slightest. We're finally in uncharted territory, my boys. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Well, let's start with the, we only disagree on two matches, so I don't think we need to go around and all say who we picked. Uh, Dark Order versus a group of unaligned really baby faces because it's like it, it's like matt cardona getting one of his appearances in <laughs> hopefully taking hopefully taking the finish i hope he takes a fatality i hope matt cardona gets a fatality on him is this his last appearance hold on no he has one more yeah oh, okay this is four so yeah it's matt cardona a man who's a friend of cody cody's brother Cody's brother's friend and uh, Scorpio Sky, a man who actively tried to beat the shit out of Cody a couple of weeks back. Yeah, but he's cool now. We needed a yeah. We we needed a fourth. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only Fucking one. Warhorse. It should have been Warhorse. <laughs> oh, but. I think it's because I think it's because Dark Order only works in like groups of two. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't like have one unless it's Brody. You can't have a one on one with like Silver. Actually, no, they could have done actual Dark Order and Colt. I would have bought that. So, yeah, you didn't need Sky, but... <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the Dark... I like that they're fi- they're putting Colt in a match and not just putting in, like, five or some shit like that. Uh, yeah, we all had Dark Order because this is just... This is just a good shine match. Like, maybe uh-huh. this is leading unless, to card... Unless this is the match where Colt realizes he's in a cult. Yeah. The the only uh the only thing I say that maybe the baby faces would win for is get Cardona a victory and then you could have Cardona versus Lee for the title. But I don't I don't want that. So we're just all going to say Dark Order. I'm we're try- going to wish that will that into existence. I'm just going to try to play Devil's Advocate as much as I can. I can't play it on this next match though. Um there are times AEW make decisions, and I'm like, that's very innovative and very cool. And then they're like, hey, we're going to have an eight-man tag, and the winners are going to fight each other at the pay-per-view. And I understand the logic. is like, oh, these four men are going to fight and get more money because they're going on to fight at a pay-per-view. But also, man, like, why, uh The Bucks versus uh, the Jurassic... I almost called them Lucha Express, and I know that's wrong. Jurassic Express... A bucks through heelish means, I think. I kind of want Jurassic Express to win just to put doubt in the Bucks' mind. Yeah. That would be a fun, like, idea. A fun way going forward, especially with these new heelish Bucks. I just, I'm just not sure if I see that yet. I was gonna say, it's really hard to ever pick against the Young Bucks at a pay-per-view. Yeah. Especially facing someone like Jurassic. No, I think this is the beginning of their build-up, so they can eventually face FTR. I think that's. Is it going to be heel versus heel? Because that's the way this is looking. Yeah, 
probably that's what it's going to be, and that's going to suck, but whatever. I mean, to be fair, they were kind of the heels whenever they faced the Lucha Bros, too. There was no real face in that match. I kind of like this concept of it going to, almost like, you remember when Shawn Michaels was, like, crazily going insane trying to fight the undertaker at mania again so he was like going crazy outside of the rumble doing all kinds of shit with that that's kind of what i like to see with the bucks that's the reason they start to turn heel is not because they're inherently bad it's just them being like i want we need to fight ftr and we will run through every team that's in our way we need the tag titles i think it is it's like their obsession with being the best now after they were like, okay, you guys get your turn. And then they weren't able to like get there anymore. They let everybody get too far ahead. And honestly, this concept of like them going against FTR and being like, yes, we want the tag titles, but also you took away our friends. It's now just us. Fuck you. Yep. This is your fault. Not ours for being shitty friends. Yeah. Uh, up next, we've got Britt Baker versus big swole. And what is going to be, apparently a cinematic style match it is a in brit baker's office yeah uh, it is a tooth (laughs) and nail match it's falls count anywhere and they will be fighting around a dentist office tony khan got interviewed and he goes uh i understand brit's office will in fact be set up and i think it's going to be a real house of horrors for big swole but she knows what she signed up for jesus christ tony um I am just in it for the eventual tooth extraction spot. Yeah. Well, for me, like, Baker's been off the shelf for so long, and it's it's one of those situations, almost like what I was talking about with Randy and McIntyre, where McIntyre is a great babyface, but Randy is their best heel. That's how I feel right now. Swole is a great babyface. Baker is easily their best heel, and that's why I'm giving her the victory to eventually have her face Sheeta and die. Yeah, I, I think that she's going to have the, the hometown advantage and that this this match was built with her in mind, like just getting back from off the shelf. Yeah. So they're probably they're going to gimmick the hell out of it, which I think will give her the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- God, I just I like how I like how you're moving on without me even saying anything. That was real kind no, of no, you. No, no, no. I was going to go back because to- Blake said tooth extraction spot and it. I, it's gonna happen. Like, it's it's gonna fucking happen. Oh, if you if you weren't seeing that one coming from a mile away, now they could flip the script. No, she wins. No, that's it. They do a tooth extraction spot, and Bake, but Baker's the one who's gonna get like drilled, and then she reaches to the side, grabs laughing gas, and it knocks out Big Swole, allowing her to get the pinfall victory. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, your thoughts. I f- fucking hate both of them <laughs> so much. <laughs> Baker's been costing Swole like matches. She cost her the tag team thing. The the whole nine yards just beat the shit out of this last week. You really think after all that they're gonna be like, yeah, no, the heel, the heels who needs to win this? Yeah, but I don't her know. whole thing about being a role model and all that false bullshit. You're thinking like. Yeah, no, that's the... No, she loses this one match because it's a comeback match and nobody wins their comeback match. And look at Edge. Yeah. <laughs> Does that, gets back on her feet a little bit, has some dark ma- matches on dark, and then eventually is exactly what you said, becomes the full thing, but like not in the first one. This is this cinematic match was basically just to test and be like, okay, how 100% are you? 
So, like, you wouldn't have her win that because if she's not, then you have to justify having your second best baby face lose to a cripple. Jesus. <laughs> um, On to a match that I hope is also cinematic because it's going to be really fun. But it's Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. And for a while I was sitting there like, Sammy really needs this. Sammy needs to beat him. And then they made, it's not a real stipulation, but it's one of those, like... I, I don't deserve a career in AEW if I can't beat Sammy Guevara. So Matt Hardy's basically saying, if I lose, I'm leaving AEW. So I think it's going to be a real fun, buckwild, broken match. Sammy Guevara has even said, he was like, I got to the I got to the inner circle. I looked around at like all the members. He's like, oh shit, I'm taking the bumps for all these guys. Yeah. That's my job here. And uh that's what this match is about. Fucking Matt Hardy had some an idea for a match, and they're like, "Sammy can take that bump." Yes, <laughs> have Sammy do it. We're old and don't want to do it. <laughs> Mostly the second one. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna skip ahead past my shame match. Uh, Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in a match where you can win by pinfall submission. Or by throwing a man <laughs> into a vat of mimosa, which is the closest AEW has ever gotten to plagiarizing JWF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably the, the closest it will ever come. Yeah. Very true. Um, we, at, at this point, we can only plagiarize them now. Uh, we, we have. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, we're all agreed. We want Cassidy to win. And we think Cassidy's going to win. Well, not only that, it's a matter of, like, no one could sell a supposed shameful loss like Chris, like Chris Jericho. Jericho. Like, because I'm remembering when he got kicked off of Raw, and he was like, you know, it was my last night in the company for, like, seven years, and you'd expect me to go out to, like, chance of thank you, Jericho. No, I went out screaming and crying like a baby and fighting the police. <laughs> um, and also, uh, shades of the uh, Ambrose Asylum match. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, if anyone can sell embarrassment, it's Chris Jericho. And, like, the thing is, it would be very fun to see Chris Jericho get dumped into a bunch. And Jericho could still win through, like, Judas Effect pinfall and then get tossed into the mimosa accidentally. So that way, like, it's still, you still get the satisfaction of seeing But, like, I don't see Orange Cassidy falling into a bunch of mimosas and even reacting. He's just like, I guess this is what happened to me today. If anything, he would fall in, like, he would just, like... Saddle up in the pool, grab a handful and suck it down, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he'd be like, he'd be, he'd be like, glass me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next, we got Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa, which I, it'd be very interesting for Thunder Rosa to win, and it's going to be a very good match. But outside of that, I'm like, just Sheeta. It's just going to be a good match for Sheeta to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sheeta's great. Thunder Jeez. Rosa's great. That's but all we have. Great. That's all we have for this one. Sorry, no, Sheeta. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there wasn't like, a lot of storyline to this one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, the only thing that you can say is Sheeta's great. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think being great's a bad thing, guys. I'm doing a real controversial opinion. Being great and having a good match without a storyline, you're still good. <laughs> like, you're yeah. All right, uh, then we got our two big matches before that. Let's do the fucking Casino Battle Royale, I guess. 
Blake Tanner, you uh, you get to pick first. You fucking piece and of with, shit. Yep. And with the first pick in the 2020. <laughs> All right, my battle royal winner from the announced contestants is Eddie Kingston. God. <laughs> Fuck. Ah. Uh, I mean, come on. I, I think there's a lot of good choices in this match, though. But, like, Kingston's right up there. <laughs> I know he is! I know he is, Blake! Oh, I, I know you know. Um, do you want me to do my surprise, or do you want to go through the rounds? No, you could do your surprise, because, like, you've picked two people who... One, your surprise, has had a good feud with Mox, and could have another one, and then Kingston... Who, fuck, if it just becomes an annual tradition at full gear that Moxley murders a motherfucker? I mean, we could, you know, we could have the best of both worlds. Um, but my surprise is, uh, Pac. Which, the I would bastard. love to see. I would love to see, Pac. but he will be Pac, 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 Um, I would love to see it back. I don't know if it's even possible, which is why I think he's the biggest surprise. I like how at no point, even with the power of the internet, did you Google, is is travel from England to the United States a thing? Listen, I had about ten minutes to pick this, and I said, fuck it, I'm going with I my want gut. you to know, Google takes less than one. Um, okay, uh, I, okay, yeah, no, no, I, I now have Tony Khan's quote on Pac. And I love the beginning of it, because he sounds like a love-lorn person. He just goes, man, I really miss Pac a lot. (laughs) I really miss (laughs) him. And then he goes into the fact that we actually talked about last week with the Good Brothers, which is, if he does come here, he's got to quarantine for two weeks. And before he could leave, he's got to quarantine for two weeks. It does not seem like a sustainable situation. So until travel's sustainable and he could do what he used to, which is come here and stay, do a few shows, and then go back and really commute, it's challenging. Until it becomes safe to travel back and forth to make those trips internationally until the border's really ready, I don't think we can rush him back even though we'd love to have him. And this was published in July so I don't know if a lot's changed. I don't know if they were like, hey, Pac, we we bought you a fucking, we bought you an apartment. We don't care. That is, I would see Tony Khan going to those lengths, but that's that's why he's my surprise. I, it, I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does, I win big, which is all that this fucking thing is about. Yeah. So it's a battle royal, so it only seems, seems prevalent to, choose the man whose entire gimmick is everybody dies <laughs> which is why i chose the murder hawk monster lance archer now i know there is at least a 50 percent chance that he and brian cage eliminate each other and have a big ass hoss like five star match at some point on dynamite but i also like to think that he eliminates him and then before that happens he and brian feud and then that's how he proves that he should be the guy that faces Moxley because because he is the last real giant that hasn't been like beaten by Moxley because Moxley beat Moxley beat Brody Moxley beat Brian Moxley has to beat Archer or else like because Archer's had one loss and that was that weird fucking like overbooked bullshit to and Cody. Actually, I-, I didn't consider this, but like because at first I'm like Archer, that's a weird feud for Moxley until I remembered. 
all the U.S. title shit that you could bring up. Like, I don't know if they would, but, like, they've got yeah. a history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that. And then, um, based on the fact that Thunder Rosa is uh, coming out and fighting champion, uh, fuck it. Why not the NWA champion, Nick Aldis? Um, why not have, why not have the NWA champion challenge that, challenge the AEW champion as a means of showing off that might have been the that might have been the uh, the way that they got Thunder Rosa on there. It's like, yeah, you have Thunder Rosa, but how about my guy goes over the last minute and like, there's no shame in losing. He's the NWA champion. Like, you know, Jr. and Tony Schiavone can sell the lineage of that thing. Like fucking selling ice to fucking ice to Eskimos. Like they'll whole nine yards. So nobody looks weak. And then you get that. That'd be a fucking great match. Those are two people that can work old school. That'd be oh, that'd be a that'd be a match worthy of Harley Race. God, that is a really good. That is a really good like uh, argument. Yeah, I'm really good at arguments that then prove futile due to the due to WWE, which is every pay per view. Well, I, thankfully now- we're not in the WWE space, so your logic actually applies here a lot more. I'm now actually going like, Dylan's right, they may have a working relationship with NWO. Let me see who maybe I could pull. And then I went, "Mm, wait, there's uh, Josephus, there's Aaron Stevens, Caleb. You should have picked Aaron Stevens, man. He come up with his kung fu gimmick. That shit's amazing. The only two I could see is James Storm, which wouldn't be bad. But it'd be rough, or of course, Eli Drake. Dumb I mean, it, is yeah. It, is it any worse than your actual pick? Yeah, my actual. <laughs> well, I changed my uh, because of Blake. I had to very last minute make some changes. Um, since Tal- since Tully Blanchard is going to be leading FTR to a victory later, I thought it only fair to have Sean Spears also led to a victory here. And then you could have him feud with Moxley. Not win, obviously, but it could be a whole we're going to try to get all the gold situation. Also, if MJF won, which is is a po- it's probably the most possible of all the things we picked against, uh, Darby would be a good win if he wasn't feuding with Ricky Starks right now. I think that Darby and MJF is money as a storyline because, like, the best rivalries, in my opinion, are when the two rivals are exact opposites, and those two are exact fucking opposites. Um, and then my surprise, just because Dylan said it, he said his name earlier, and I realized he wasn't in the match. Kip Sabian, but that's nothing. Like Kip Sabian, Joey Janela. Fuck it, I don't care. Just someone who wasn't announced, or a good old Stardust could come Stardust, in. Yeah. And by that, I I just mean Cody, and it would be the beginning of a heel turn for Cody. Yeah. Um, So, um, Kingston, Pack, Archer, Aldis, Spears, Sabian. Actually, you know what? I am, uh, fuck it, I'm putting Cody there. I'm gonna say Cody, not Kip Sabian. And, like, that is the heel turn, is he aligns himself, possibly, with, with somebody, and is like, you know what? I'm the boss, and I'm the one who said that I couldn't fight for the title. Fuck it, I couldn't do it last full gear, I'm doing it this full gear. I'm gonna destroy John Moxley. Uh, but before we get to that match, FTR versus the Omega Cowboys, which is, I'm just gonna say it, 
gotta be match of the fucking night. <laughs> I'm hoping, yeah, I can't wait to see that one. Yeah. Uh, we all have FTR because, obviously, like, I, I... You have no idea in my heart of hearts how much I want it to not be the case. Why? Because you don't want that those titles to be held up for, like, a fucking year until they can get the bucks? Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. And even, and even then, who takes it off the bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Best friends. And I finally get that fucking title run that they deserve. Uh, I can't wait for your dreams to be realized one day. I hope you know that. This is really a Sheeta Rosa situation, which is we've kind of already talked about everything we can. Just this is going to be a good. There we go. Yeah, Yeah, because we're like we're knee deep into the the strife in the elite and them kicking out um, uh, Hangman. So like we've already talked ad nauseum about what's going into this match. Yeah. And FTR are great. And then uh, main event, Moxley versus MJF. I, once again, if I didn't know the next challenger was going to be a heel, I would say MJF actively. Like, that is the only thing currently holding me back from saying MJF's taking it. Because, like I said, this has been the feud of the year. And Moxley's been good. Moxley's been Moxie. MJF has been on a different fucking level. See, this is why I think that you should listen, Scotty. You're four points ahead. You, this is fucking. This is all out. This is time to gamble. This is the time. You you haven't been able to go to a casino at all this year. Where else are you gonna gamble? Like, no, fuck you, game theory, <laughs> baby. I'm gonna stay ahead through these delicate means I've put through, which is just cheating every ounce of the way. This is my heel turn. And so I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm gonna pick what you guys pick until. Yeah. Which, which is actually funny because you're usually the one that fills in your predictions first. Yeah, no, no, there were a few of these that I was like, I'm gonna wait and see what they say, and then I'm gonna put in my prediction. That that makes so much more sense on why you were so angry when I took your picks away. Uh, she, in fact, I had Rosa winning the title for a while, and then you both said Sheeta, and I'm like, you know what, Sheeta, you're right. Sheeta will win. Sheeta's right. Yeah. So if uh, I switch to, I want to, sw- I want to call you out for having a lack of a spine, but you're winning. Yeah, baby. And, and you know what? Even if I'm wrong. On all my matches, I'm still gonna be ahead by at least two. (laughs) Listen, you got my respect, because that's the fucking shit I did at the end of the last series. I just didn't tell you about it. Oh no, I... I knew. (laughs) I saw it happening. Yeah. That's why I was waiting until you showed up, so I could fucking choke you out (laughs) over it. (laughs) So see, I, I was spared Actually, from Dylan's Actually, hold on, wrath. you know what? I'd be ahead by two. You're right, MJF, I'm putting it in. Now I must not be as ahead by one, but I'll still be ahead, motherfucker. You can't stop me. I swear to God, MJF's gonna win, and I'm gonna, this is gonna be like what Dylan did the last time that he told me to pick Becky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. So, uh, what what did you boys learn this week? I think you're a spineless piece of shit. I, I changed MJF, baby! I'm MJF, Team MJF now. Yep. I've learned that you all You only talk yourself into it. There was no there was no confidence in it. It was a... It was, a, it was the moment I realized I'd still be ahead if he lost. It's the moment I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'm doing it. You do it. realize that the G1 is next month, right? 
you do remember who won it last year, baby. Yeah, you remember who won it the three years before that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fucking, I learned that this is the fucking time to gamble, and the easiest way to get Scott into change his prediction is to play into his gambling addiction. And I learned that Blake Tanner could go to fucking hell for t- <laughs> taking Eddie Kingston and Pat. It's one. Me. It's one point. You are the pettiest point. man I know. This piece of shit. There's Can't literally. Believe. There's no way that Pax could have show up. Like <laughs> <laughs> Blake's. Blake's now slowly crumbling as he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck. He's right. Damn it. I'm just more. Ha- Listen. There is nothing." That I can lose the next three prediction series if it means that I just have that moment of you screaming <laughs> in my brain. Oh, where can people find y'all on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. And you can find me here on the BS Network doing all of our great little podcasts that, that I just come on. Just come on. Just check it out. Just like it. Just come do it, baby. It's fine. Come on. Uh, you come on. You can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon. And by books, I mean the singular one, BS versus the gods. And check out all the other podcasts, including the show Sammy Magic. It's Harry Potter if it wasn't written by a fucking turf. Online at a load of pure BS.com. Special thanks to Megaran for our theme song, Fighters. We love Megaran. You love Megaran. Love Megaran. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is more of a, wow, we didn't even promote this on BS, I'm realizing. But go to merch.loadofpurebs.com, pick up the new Birmingham Boys shirt, because every purchase of this brand new shirt from me and Blake goes to support the Birmingham Community Relief Fund. It means a lot. Birmingham is our home. We love it to death. It's the home of the JWF, and we'd love if you help us support it. And as always, you can find us at loadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and Remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show Joey Janella. I think I've said that a fucking lot. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. 